You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, I'm Jesse McAnally. And I'm Alan Seals. And I'm Liz Eston. <laughs> and welcome to Carried Away, a podcast where we explore the films and television shows starring the one and only James Eugene Carey. And this one may as well not be a film with him in it, but he yeah, can't deny he's there, but blink and you'll miss him. I almost did. Um, this, yeah, yeah oh literally. Gosh. I, mean, I, I almost like blinked, but I went of... the whole movie without blinking, though, so I was okay. <laughs> Anytime Bernadette Peters was on camera, I was into it. I was watching the screen. I was completely engaged, which is the reason why I'm going to be slightly more positive toward this one than we are our previous Jim Carrey-Clint Eastwood collaboration. This week, we are talking about the very strange... I would call it road movie, action movie, white supremacy movie, Pink Cadillac. Clint Eastwood is a fugitive hunter, and he's full of surprises and disguises in Pink Cadillac. Clint Eastwood, Bernadette Peters, a wild pair on a fast ride. Didn't anyone ever tell you you shouldn't mess with a man's vehicles? Pink Cadillac. So Pink Cadillac is a film released on May 26, 1989, written by John Eskow and starring Clint Eastwood and Bernadette Peters, directed by, in the biggest quotation marks I can afford, Buddy Van Horn. The plot is Skip Tracer Tommy, played by Eastwood, looks for a bail jumper, Luann, played by Bernadette Peters. Her crime is marrying Roy, who left counterfeit money in their mobile home, and he got her arrested. She leaves Roy in his pink Cadillac full of money. His psycho friends want their money back. And yeah, that's about it. We're, we're on a, it's like the lamest mad, 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 mad world chase in the world. Psycho is one way to describe those friends, yeah, but weird. okay. It's weird. Like they're all they weird. Are... All, all of the friends are weird. All of, are you laughing at my, my delay? Are you internet delay laughing? A little bit. Should so I Alan's got sure? shitty internet today. Yeah. So it's going to be like Alan reacting to us 15 minutes after we said a thing. So see if you can keep up with the conversation at home, kids. Yes, good luck. <laughs> I, will, <laughs> I will say this is Quinn Eastwood bringing in a lot of Jim Carrey energy. I can Previously, we brought up how Jim Carrey would say he was inspired by Eastwood. and we, I, I didn't see it. 
in this movie, I really see a lot of Jim Carrey and Eastwood's performance and a lot of things that Jim Carrey would take, specifically in, like, the weird voices and costumes he would put on, which was charming. Eastwood is fairly good in this movie, as much as it pains me to say. <laughs> He's fine. Eastwood? Yeah. I don't think he can pull it off, frankly. I mean, I, it was like the, near the end of the movie when I was like, wait, this isn't a Dirty Harry? Because he's got one mode. He's got acting mode and then not acting mode. It's a, it's a switch on or off. Yeah, this well, is Dirty Harry's cousin. He has direction. Right. Who acts is this really exact Dirty same. Harry's cousin? Yeah. No, he's not. I just made that up. But they act exactly <laughs> the same, so they might as well be related. Yeah. Yeah, like if he just came in and he's like, do you feel lucky, Jim Carrey? And then, you know, I would have been like, Jim Carrey doesn't speak in this movie, so, like, I don't know No, he does. He does the Elvis Presley impression. No, he doesn't talk while he does it. He just, like, makes the face. He puts his arms in his shirt and he does, like, the Bumblebee sketch that he did for his SNL audition that got him rejected. Wait, 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 wait. Tell me about his SNL audition. It was in this movie. His SNL audition (laughs) is the performance he's putting on in the background. I'm not even making this up. His, I think it was like, what if Elvis was a bumblebee and he made his arms short and that was the bit. Forget that crap. Get on with the stuff that got you expelled. That's when I had to bring out the big guns. People like post-nuclear Elvis. Step on my blue suede shoes. You can do anything but lay off of them blue suede shoes. Blue, blue, blue suede shoes. Blue, blue, blue suede shoes, baby. Blue, blue, blue suede shoes, honey. Blue, blue, blue suede shoes. You can do anything but lay off of them blue suede shoes. I think the thing about SNL auditions, not to go on a deep tangent, is... They are rarely seen as something in a vacuum because they're trying to market people that will play off of each other. Like, there can be some great solo auditions, but they don't see how that will work with an ensemble. And as someone that has had to have multiple auditions for multiple different things, it it does become a challenge when you have, like, this incredible audition, but you just don't see them meshing well with the rest of the tone and style and group that you have. Which I think is probably the thing with Jim Carrey, where he kind of sucks up an entire room. as opposed to complimenting others, which we'll talk about soon within Living Color and was a lot of his appeal and a lot of the reasons why he wasn't always used to the most benefit. Also, uh, I checked his SNL edition. It's not Bumblebee Elvis. It's post-nuclear Elvis. Oh, so, if so much more So a nuclear thing happens and Elvis loses his arms. Maybe that's what And he's was. doing that bit. His little hands. And he put. He said, no one SNL, if you're not going to let me do it, my buddy Clint's going to let me do it in the background of his weird little Cadillac movie with Berta <laughs> Peters. I will have my uh, post-apocalyptic Elvis big live on beyond me. I will. I'm going to do it. My name's Jim And I'm not even sorry about it. I'm not sorry. Look at the T-Rex Elvis arms. I mean, but he stole that scene. Jim Carrey. He did. Yeah, that was it is it. very distracting. He is the button of that scene. Uh, Literally. Peter's like, I yeah. don't like this Elvis impersonator. And then he's like, doing the Elvis thing. You're a cop? Not exactly. What do you mean, not exactly? Who the hell are you? I'm a skip tracer, Mrs. McGuinn. I work for the bail bondsman who put up your bond. I'll say I'm going to the money. Why the hell didn't you just have your husband and some of his friends put up the money? Look, if you're taking me back, let's get going. I can't take much more of this Elvis tribute. I'm really getting ready now. Go, get on the dodge. 
And then the scene ends. And, and then he's gone. Yeah. And then we had to watch the rest of the movie. We, yeah, and yes. that he's in like 35 minutes into the movie. This movie's like an hour and 50 minutes. So It is like an hour 50 a little days. too long. It is too long. Yeah. Yeah, I liked yeah. it. I, I hate to be that, that guy. I felt I was really compelled by Bernadette Peters as our lead character. I felt her strife. I f- understood what she was doing and why she was doing it. Um, and she was never looked down as, like, white trash. They were never, like, really objectifying her. Uh, like, you just kind of felt sorry for her, and she felt empowered throughout most of it. Even when she was, like, under the care of Clint Eastwood, she still felt like a driving player in the story as opposed to someone following along. Liz is making faces like she disagrees with me, so I'd really like to hear that. <laughs> I, I'm i with you on most of it for until to the moment they sleep together. Yep. <laughs> then I lose any anything I have for her, basically, because now she is the younger woman Clint Eastwood sleeps with in almost every goddamn movie he makes. And I hate don't, that. Don't forget the mule where he has a th- two I know. threesomes. With he has two threesomes twice. in the mule. I know. And I want to see the mule only for that reason, frankly. But like. Don't call me oh frankly. My. It's like, I remember watching the Deadpool thinking, I pray I don't see him sleep with Patricia Clarkson on screen. Like, please yes. don't sleep together on screen. And they don't sleep together on screen. It's implied. But it's like, okay, good. I didn't see, him te- see her have sex with him. We, Great. We don't see I mean, them have sex in this either. In fact. He's, like he's, um, he's one of those guys. No, you go. No, you go. <laughs> no, you go. And I'm going to delay Alan no, is here. No, no, no. You go. <laughs> chaos. Pure chaos. Chaos. Um, what I was saying is we don't see them have sex. She just kind of crawls into bed with him. I, at first, it just felt like human companionship. I'm going through a rough thing. It didn't feel sexual to me until the next time we see them and she's naked and they're making out in bed. And yeah. I I was fine that... with the companionship thing. As soon as I saw them naked and kissing, I was like, oh, fuck this. Fuck this. Fuck this. Yeah. Although, credit to him, Clint Eastwood was in pretty decent shape for being 905. Yeah. I don't know how old he was in this, but he looked fine. Well, how old is he now? We could do some math. We could do math. Um, how... Hey, Siri, how old is Clint Eastwood? Why are you yelling at me? He is okay, 93 now. years old. Thanks, Siri. Wait, he's 93 now? There's no way he's 93 yeah, now. Yeah, he's 93 now. No, he's 93. Shut 93 up, really? Now. So he East was like 63 when this movie be. came out. Holy... He was born in 1930. Holy yeah. cow, he was born right in the Great Depression. And Jesus. His entire life has been a Great Depression. Yeah, it really has. I mean, if you think about wow. his career, like he was working with Sergio Leone and all those, those folks. Um, he's his career goes all the way back. So he. I mean, for it whatever reason, when it, I search for Clint Eastwood, it also says people also search for Harrison Ford, who surprisingly is eighty-one. He's a young whippersnapper compared to old Clint Eastwood here. Little, Do you little remember Clint when Clint Eastwood um, put a chair on stage and pretended it was Barack Obama and just started berating him for like the, his. Policies. President, how do you uh, how do you handle uh, how do you handle promises that you made when you were running for election, and how do you handle uh, how do you handle it? I mean, what do you say to people? Do you uh, do you just uh, you know? I know people uh, people were wondering. You don't you don't have it. Okay. Well, I know even some of the people in your own party were very disappointed when you didn't close Gitmo. And I thought, uh, well, I think get closing Gitmo, why close that? We've spent so much money on it. Uh, but uh, I thought maybe it's an excuse. Uh, uh, oh, you, what do you mean, shut up? <laughs> I, 
Yeah, whenever I watch Clint Eastwood movie, I think about that. That's, like, all I think about. It's the mm. funniest thing on the planet. I don't remember. It was from the 2016 RNC, or is it earlier? No, no. It was 2012. It was the Obama re-election. It was the Obama re-election RNC. Wait, wait, wait. Is Eastwood yeah. a MAGA? A MAGA thumper? Oh, hardcore. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Oh, no, Eastwood. What little respect I had for you is gone. You couldn't tell by all the N-words in his films? Yeah. I only had white people say. Well, this was 89. I'm not, I'm not, you know, saying it was right in the first place, but in 89, you could sort of get away with that, even though you shouldn't have tried. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, so. to Burnett Peters, look at The Jerk with Steve Martin. That is considered a classic. And they say the N-word in that movie way too many times. Um, so I get what Alan's trying to say there. Um, I do. I understand, like, different times, different societal norms. The term the N-word was was never used in, like, local parlance until the 90s with the OJ trial. That was the time they popularized calling it the N-word because they were trying to get that word not spoken into the trial. That was Chris Darden's uh, famous term. So that was when the American public, as well as news outlets, stopped using that word in quotation marks or quoting other people they would always refer to it as an expletive of the n-word that's why there are so many videos of the 80s of people like joe biden and bill clinton and folks like that using it freely it was i won't say it wasn't as taboo but it was not as boarded off for people to say not saying that it shouldn't have been i just find that interesting that we don't call it the n-word until the 90s you mean the actual phrase the n-word yes yes yes, phrase the n-word was made and coined in the oj trial i did not know that once again Mark Furman ruined American society. <laughs> Movies like this that really kind of idolize the police and police presence and all of that really ma- makes me feel ill. But since he is not technically a police person, he's kind of just working for a bondsman. I, I was kind of behind him. Yeah. You're right. You're he's right. Kind this is, of this is kind of like, though. it's what he does. Like, that's, that's Eastwood's shtick is to put himself into movies where he's avenging justice. As but he it's his version it, of justice. Yeah, as he sees it. Yeah, his version Which of justice. Which is not good. Um, no. Famously, uh, Batman is in, based early, by on early interpretations of Clint Eastwood in, like, westerns. Clint Eastwood films predate Batman. Think about that for a minute. Um, that's why Batman talks like this. It is. Um, Clint Eastwood, it, motherfucker. Clint Eastwood, Batman. Um, I'm Bat- Have Eastwood. either of you seen Gran Torino, um, one of Clint Eastwood's later films? I haven't, but I've heard it's, like, not terrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> not terrible. I think there's a lot of comparisons to be made between that film that is also named after a car and features a lot of unpleasant racism and this film that also has the name of a car that features a lot of unpleasant racism, where... In that film, Clint Eastwood is just an old man whose wife died, the beginning of Up, basically. Um, and a bunch of Asian Asian people move in next door to him, and he's, like, super-duper racist. But then he f- falls for them, and then apparently an Asian gang comes and starts hurting them, and he does vigilante justice on them and saves the day. The white man saves the day. But in the meantime, he says every racial slur in existence. <laughs> Well, I think you're an overeducated 27-year-old version. There's a Mexican, a Jew, and a colored guy go into a bar. The bartender looks up and says, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> there, yeah, there's a lot of movies that don't hold up anymore as, uh, around that kind of thing that, you know, your parents don't see anything wrong with. But obviously, we go back and rewatch with them and we're like, mm-mm. It's interesting. Like, yes, I agree. Like, time change, all that kind of stuff. 
but I still th- there are still things in this movie, Pink Cadillac, that I am very impressed by. <laughs> the char- car chases are extraordinary to watch. The actual fact that both actors are in a car at the same time and performing these stunts and doing all these things is pretty impressive. Like, every time a car crashes into something, a real car had to crash into something, and God damn it, that's pretty neat to watch. Um, I don't see that enough in just normal, like, mid-tier budget films like this anymore. As well, I really... I was engaged and cared about the... the, the I, I cared about a mother trying to find her child again, which, you know what... I felt really compelled by that, and Bernadette Peters does a good job playing that without getting too melodramatic. Um, although I did get a lot of anxiety at every time that baby is just sitting in someone's lap in the front seat, and it's just a real baby actually being driven around in the front seat. I did not like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but remember, like, I grew up in the 80s and 90s where seatbelts were just a recommendation. Right. Um, and speaking of car, correct. though, I'd, I had to look this up that Thelma and Louise came out in 91. They drove a 1966 Ford Thunderbird. So I was just, I thought one copied the other, maybe stylistically, but they are different cars. Thelma and Louise um, didn't have okay. a Cadillac. <laughs> I do want to kind of round up B-list uh, B-actors that maybe you recognized in small scenes. I'm sure James Cromwell came across pretty obviously the 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 farmer from Babe and many other things. Um, he was the hotel owner that ratted them out at the car wash. Oh, you up already? I was just gonna bring you some bananas for your morning luau. Oh, thanks. Maybe we'll take a rain check. My name is Tom Nowak, and I'm a court-appointed officer from the state of California. We're looking for this man here. That sounds like sort of a nerve-wracking job. Sure hope I can help you out. Um, yes, sir. Uh, <clears throat> this man stayed in my motel not more than three or four weeks ago. And then we have Canadian singer Brian Adams as the gas station attendant. Wild thing that just happens. Bill Mosley, who you will know from a lot of horror films, played one of the white supremacists, Daryl, as well as William Hickley, who we all watch every year in Christmas Vacation as the grandfather, played the landlord that gave her her money back in the first scenes. Also, Dirk Blockers in this movie of Brooklyn Nine-Nine fame. He plays Hitchcock. Oh, shit, you're right. Yeah, he plays policeman number one, so, like, unimportant, but he's in it. He's got a credit. Yeah, he's in it. Yeah, he's got credit. more on screen than Jim Carrey is. Yeah. So where his ears were lined. I am so sick of this city. I go into a coffee shop, and as soon as everybody sees that I'm a cop, they stop talking and they avoid eye contact with me. One lady even walked out. I am just so tired of being treated like the enemy. Hey, Hitchcock, your penis is hanging out. That's um, true. But there is a fascinating amount of human beings that just kind of, you know, would become something bigger later in small roles. Um, so that's a continuing nature of these films that most of the world have forgotten that we get to revisit and see a lot of folks of where they started. But I'm wondering what the real critics thought. Um, specifically, let's... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Let's take a look at our critical corner. Roger Ebert had some thoughts about this film, and Liz, you pulled this wonderful quote for us, so I'm going to read that off. Um, So Roger Ebert, uh, the critic for the Chicago Sun-Times, said on May 6, 1989, the whole progression of the romance between the skip tracer and the woman has been seen many times before, and Eastwood and Peters do not seem to feel or express a convincing bond. Hard agree. Mm. Indeed, the whole life of the Peters character is so artificial that it would be amazing if it, if we did feel chemistry. This isn't a real woman, so how can she have real feelings? What the fuck, man? Um, what really bothered me, though, was that the white supremacist army... I can imagine and have seen serious movies about outlaw racism in America, but to use a racist army as material for the villains in a light little action comedy seems inappropriate. Hard agree. Like, well well said, Mr. Ebert. Uh, you, you have a lot of wild takes sometimes. Um, <laughs> watch old Siskel and Ebert uh, reviews. He will say the most outlandish bullshit just to win against Siskel and their horrendous criticisms if you actually think about it more than five seconds this one he's right in the money it is inappropriate it doesn't feel right especially for something that's supposed to be popcorn entertainment and not necessary to the overall narrative you know because this film doesn't want to talk about white supremacism it doesn't want to do any of that it's just a good shorthand for saying bad guy is really bad and so we can watch Clint Eastwood kill them and be like yay he killed the white supremacists Yay! Like honestly, I, I, the only person I oops, sorry, Alan. No, you go. No, 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 you go. No, you go. No, you go. <laughs> no, no, Alan, you go. No, you. Okay, did, Alan, did, you go. Okay, did you? Thinking back to all of the Clint Eastwood movies, which I know you've watched all of them, is there any movie them. where you have been able to say, "Oh, that's convincing uh, chemistry," or is it just Clint Eastwood? Yes. Which one? Yes, yes, yes. Bridges of Madison County, directed by Clint Eastwood, starring him and Meryl Streep. I Meryl mean, Streep is the person he has chemistry with, I'm presuming? Yep. Okay. I mean, it's Meryl. 
You can't go wrong with Meryl. I know. Yeah, but you, you asked the question. Can't go wrong I with Bernadette, an and we watched this movie. It's a young so. Bernadette. Yeah. Maybe she hadn't. She hadn't. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to. I'm just trying to talk out of both sides of my mouth. Don't. No, you go. No, you go. You go. This was the same year she did Into the Woods too. Like this. Really? And Into the Woods came out the same year. Oh wow, that was like her her like, Ariana DeBose 2020 year. She just did a bunch of stuff at once and shot out of a cannon. Um, 2022, 2020. Slightly before this was, and ten years before this, I'm pretty sure the jerk was 1979. So she was already kind of already in the mainstream, and then of course the she she had a habit of not being in the best films of all time when during her reign. I think she was great at theater. Who the fuck set her up to be at Heartbeeps of all films? Do you, does anyone else remember that nonsense? Alan, if I showed you the poster for Heartbeeps, you might have an aneurysm. Turn your head around. I don't want to say he's dim-witted, but he makes an electric toothbrush look like a genius. Look the fire. My function? To serve as companion and valet. Being programmed for charm was probably an extra expense. <laughs> this is Aquacom. She was popular mechanics playmate of the month for June 1994. Get a load of those components. Wowie wow. Uh, the Universal's new movie, Heartbeat. And it's coming for you know when. And speaking of Christmas, Andy Kaufman, Bernadette Peters in Heartbeats, coming this Christmas. It's holiday entertainment for everyone. So I says, I don't care who you are, Fatso. Get those reindeer off my roof. What the actual what? <laughs> that was an Andy Kaufman uh, film. Like, that was his passion project. He really wanted to make a film about Tony Clifton, his alter ego, but he made Heartbeeps instead. And Heartbeeps is a horrendous to look at monstrosity that no one can find any joy in. But it is an interesting fact that Jim Carrey um, would later go on to play Andy Kaufman in the film Man on the Moon, (laughs) and no mention of Heartbeeps has been made. I mean, there's a lot of different comedy classics. There's a different poster for this. All of them are terrifying. Maybe as a pairing with uh, our Man on the Moon episode, we have to do a a spinoff Heartbeeps episode to talk about Andy Kaufman's one big feature film. Oh, God. Oh, God. You're going to make me watch that? I mean, how can I not after this setup? All right. Before this, she was in The Jerk. She was in the Annie film. She was in The Longest Yard. She had a film career and heartbeeps. Um, so this was, I'd say this is pretty late in her film career, to be honest. This is like when, this isn't like her, her hitting year. This is like her comeback year. Her first film was in 1973. Really? And she was in the original Longest Yard in 74. Oh. And then she was in Pennies from Heaven in 81. Horrendous movie. And in 82 was just mentioned. And then he, she didn't do a movie until Slaves of New York in 89, which is the same year as Pink Cadillac. Has she been what in just... any film that you would consider a classic? Beauty and the Beast, The Enchanted Christmas? She, no. She's She's seventy. Barney's Great Adventure. She's seventy-five. Where is How she? Uh, she is sing. She sings the title song, so I'm cheating. That was Bert. Okay, what the fuck? Oh, you are unpacking. I remember the title song. I heard it in my head. Bernadette Peters. I had no idea that. Play that clip right here. It does not Do it. sound like Bernadette Peters. If Barney, the dinosaur, comes knocking on your front door, just. Go and play with him, find your way with him to the world of imagination. Oh, Barney. Oh, um, Bernadette Peters. 
movies so shit. you're saying that she's 76 years old um 75 and she looks incredible she's about to be 76 on february 28th my God. happy early birthday this episode birthday. comes out this yeah. probably won't be out but <laughs> this will be out after yeah, yeah, probably yeah. actually all right so she's 76 at the time that you're hearing this not at the time we're recording yes. this uh yes yeah um, hopefully just i old. saw Steve her Martin, live in toronto carol burnett is 90 where did all these people get old from um, age, you know, oh. this age, time, it happens. Oh man, God, Alan, you have children. Just... You should know this. I know, I know, but they, they, children I stay the same age, and everybody else gets older around and me. I'm getting older too. Time makes you bolder. Children get older, and I'm getting older too. Uh, yeah, Bernard Peters has not been an a single like great movie. I think the closest thing she's done is The Jerk as like a proper classic film. She's one of the like, Land Before could... Time sequels. Yeah, you, okay. you're throwing films that I would not consider classic. I know. I just wanted to point that out that she's in the Great Long Neck Migration through the world. Long I think neck. Truly, the only like film that people really look back fondly on is the Cinderella remake, uh, the 1997 one. That's great. That's fair. I mean, we're we're digging into obscure credits as voice animation sequels. I don't think there's a lot to talk about in Pink Cadillac with Jim Carrey. No, no, obviously not. But uh, we're not real critics. You know who the real critics are? The people over on Letterbox.com. It's That's time to right. for the Letterbox game. <sighs> All right. Um, Liz, what do we got? We got stuff. All right. Um, Jess, you're gonna go first. Look at that. She's taking charge today. I like it. I've listened to myself do this a lot, and I don't take charge enough, so yeah. I'm going to start taking charge from now Hell on. Hell yeah. So. You are the best. Yeah. Take charge. This is your podcast. Jess, are you ready? I am. Jesse is. This was not nearly as misogynistic as I was expecting. That sounds like a five. <laughs> that is a five. Wait, wait, did you explain the rules? One star, five star? Oh, I did it. Um, so I'm going to be reading uh, Jess and Alan some letterbox reviews that are real letterbox reviews from the wonderful website for Pink Cadillac. They're one or five, and they have to guess purely on no context if it's a positive or a negative. I, I'm gonna th- I think this is so fucking funny if this is someone's first episode of this podcast. You start with like, Pink oh, Cadillac. I'm going with Pink Cadillac. That's, That's my favorite gonna be the movie. One. <laughs> I love Pink Cadillac. Was that Rodney Dangerfield right there? <laughs> no respect. I think he did. No respect. Um, <laughs> all right, Liz. All right, Alan, Alan, are you ready? Yes, I am. It's one of those movies you either have to watch on VHS or late night or late at night on television. On VHS? Oh, oh, oh. Um, That's a one star. It is a five. No, I'm losing my touch. Jess, you can't. Um, Jess, you can't, apparently. <sighs> Jess, are you ready? I am. Alan, I am. There's no ending? <laughs> no lie. Just stops. Um, that is a one star. That is correct. Hey, I'm winning. Uh, I'm the best around. Oh, yeah. All right. Are you, re- are you ready, Alan? Alan, I am. Green eggs and His ham. His tits were huge. His tits? They were, though. His tits. They were. Well, okay, you gave me a five star milkers. last time. I'm going, I'm mommy milkers. I'm going one star this time. That's a sign. No! Zero for zero for <sighs> Alan Seals. There's a, there's a lot more than you'd expect for this movie, so you could make a comeback. All right, all right. Just like Kim Kardashian. Everyone loves a good comeback story, right? 
Seabiscuit, The Mighty Ducks, Robert Downey Jr., uh, who Rocky. else? Rocky. Yes. Kim Kardashian. Kim, well. Well, in the video, she gets, she gets come on her back, I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jess, are you ready? Alan, I can be. I'm surprised this didn't win the Oscar for Clint. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope that's a joke. Uh, I'm going to go five anyways. It's a lot. Damn. That's pure sarcasm. You know, I, 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 got, I got a touch of the tism. I can't always pick up on that sarcasm. Oh, you're good. You're valid. Oh, God. All right. Are you ready, Alan? I <laughs> land my expertise to this. <laughs> yes. I don't know what those words mean, but okay. Seeing Clint Eastwood trying to do characters is brutal. One star, one star. God damn it, it's one star. <laughs> that is correct, yes! sir. Oh, he's he's pulling a Kim Kardashian. Let's go. Yeah, he's, he's getting calm on his back. All right. Jess, are you ready? Do you need a minute? No. Now I am. Okay. Just making sure. Um, shocked to find this pink. Don't stink. What? Mm, I want a pink in the stink Cadillac. Uh, that's a five. That is correct. Jesus, y'all. Dirty, inappropriate. Uh, I mean, it got uh, he got some stink in the pink when the the chicken shat all over the pink Cadillac. That's true. The, the chickens do shit on the car at some point. Ew. We did not mention that. Ew. James Cromwell let the chickens shit all over the car. He has to hide the car. He put it in a chicken coop. Inexplicably. Yo, that's gross. He's a farmer in this, and just like Babe. Just like Babe. That's gross. Which I've not seen. That's gross. Alan? Yes. No, Alan. This movie exists, which is weird because it probably shouldn't. Hmm. That seems like a very obvious one star. That's a five. No. <laughs> no. All right. Sorry, I'm going to give Jess a tough So one. much trickery. You're getting better with <laughs> your... your your tone changes. I can't. I no, she has relax. choices now. I These know. are real movies I now. Know. Yeah, no, the other ones I was scraping the bottom of a barrel. <laughs> this one I can like work with multiple things. Wait till we get to the popular ones. It's going to get real tough. Oh, boy. All right. I got to oh, up yeah. my game. Got to up my game. All right. All right, Jess, this one's real tricky. I'm ready. Get tricky. tricky, it's, tricky it's tricky. The review is just the letter X. That's the entire review. Uh, so I'm going to assume they're like checking things off a list. Twice. Yeah. I'm going one. That's right. <laughs> All right, Alan, are you ready? All right, I'm taking this very seriously. I am ready. I am waiting. I am. I await your your words in my ear holes. This is not a movie about Clint Eastwood's dick. Five star. Five star. That's Damn. a good thing. No! <laughs> this guy likes Clint Eastwood dick. Apparently he likes Clint Eastwood's dick. Damn it. Or she. I or don't know. She. Could or they. Be she. I don't know the person who wrote this. I don't write down his name. Yeah. There you go. Could be that. Yeah. Them, he, she, whoever this person is. This person likes Clint Eastwood dick. All right. Well, if it's you, write me. I want to know you're the person who likes Clint Eastwood Call me, beat dick. me if you want to reach me. All right. right. Jess. Beat me, baby. You basically won, but there's two left, so let's just do all of them. Come on. I'm ready. Alan, you win a lot of these. Jess is allowed to have some glory. All right. All right, Jess. I'm allowed. Do right. your worst. Eh, I mean. That sounds like a one. <laughs> That's a five. Eh, I mean, okay. All right. All right, Alan. Yes. This is the last one. Okay. You can get this if you remember the previous ones. Oh, shit. I wasn't writing them Ready? down. Yes, They're all I'm connected. Good. This is like the Zodiac Killer. Wow, what a movie. Oh, no. I'm flip-flopping back and forth because I know you're trying to trick me with tricking and telling me it's a trick, but now it's not a trick because maybe it's a trick. 
I'm trying to give you a hint so you get something score, right. I'm Ellen, legit I did trying not to give realize you a hint. how much I fucking beat you by. <laughs> Read it again and use it in a sentence. <laughs> Wait. Hey, can I try it, Liz? Can I try it? Yes, sure. Wow, what a movie. Mm. There are one exclamation star. points at the one end star. of every one star. sentence. One star. Correct. Yes, yes, yes. I got one. I got one. You got two points, Alan. Yes, two points. And how many did Jess Just got four. <laughs> you just take your score and add another one, and you got my score. <laughs> what is our overall thoughts on Pink Cadillac, and is it a no spank you or an alrighty then? Uh, Liz, why don't you start us off? Um, this movie's fine. Uh, it's not as bad as the earlier ones, but I've kind of reached a point where I'm not going to grade on the scale of it's not porn, because we're kind of <laughs> deep past the porn. Oh, yeah, you guys can just walk away with your wounds, but my PTSD doesn't matter. Yeah, All no, right. I'm, I I can overcome the porn of the previous entries of this podcast, uh, mentally at least. But yeah, I'm going to get past that and say this is a uh, no spank you for me. Uh, it's fine. It's like Burden of Peter's good. The action's good. I just don't like action movies that much in most contexts I'm learning. It's not my genre. I'm not really into it. I don't like Clint Eastwood very much. Like, just as a human. Uh, I need to watch more of his movies, I think. So No, you don't. I, I don't know. But it's what my dad tells me, because he's a dad, so of course he likes Clint Eastwood movies. But like, I don't know. It's fine. It's a no spank you for me, but Verda Peters is good, and I like how, I like the, I like the conflict is rescuing a baby, at least. But like, because that's tense, but they shouldn't have had the white supremacists be the villains. Like, it's no, kind of it unnecessary. No, the beta-cuck husband. The cu- oh, yeah, we didn't talk about the cuck husband. Oh, yeah. Fuck, he is, like, one of the most useless human beings yeah. in the movie. I did not talk about that husband. Yeah, he's pretty dumb. We didn't talk about the hippie, like, ID maker. There's yeah. a lot of weird B characters in this movie. Yeah, it's a weird movie. I'm gonna say, I don't know spank you for me, personally. Um, hmm. That's fair. Yeah, Alan, I'm, how about you? I will agree. I'll agree. That's, that's a no spank you. I mean... It's not even borderline. I just no, no, didn't like it. Full stop. You guys, you guys are gonna hate me. Oh I'm god. Choosing vampire no, are we? <laughs> best of the worst. Oh <laughs> uh, my pick for best of the worst is vampire assassin. Are you <laughs> damn it? You, mean? you fucking asshole. Don't. don't but Hackalanter is right there. Don't do this. Don't do this, man. I think this is gonna get a light. Every me. time you do this, I'm going to play Mike Staclasa talking about Vampire Assassin from now on. I swear no! to God. I included oh. Brennan Lee Mulligan in the Unspinned episode for you, so I will include Mike Staclasa. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I'm i not going to lie. Maybe it's because I watched this at two times speed, but... <laughs> I felt the pacing was great. It was terrible if you watched it at regular speed as intended. So I will give this an alrighty then if you're watching on two times speed. And I'm not going to lie. I, I'm just very charmed by Bernadette Peters. So that kind of, I am grading on a curve. Even her dog shit movies, I kind of like because I like her and she's an engaging presence. Um, I thought that this was much more of a story than the Deadpool and than Mike Hammer. Um, I felt like the overall kind of back and forth between them was at least well integrated, and I liked the weird kooky characters they bumped into. The only thing I didn't like was Clint Eastwood himself. I mean, my camera at least had ration. dad jokes that that got me through the really boring slow parts. The Mike, those dad jokes got you through Mike Hammer. It didn't want to make you actually put a hammer in your head. Negative, Ghost Rider. Yeah. I am, I am all about some dad jokes. 
I also am a lover of dad jokes, but those are painful. Well, yeah, that's what makes them good dad jokes. Yeah, but like fun painful. There were no dad jokes actually painful. in Pink Cadillac. There was only bad acting and racism. Yes, um, I will say. Great tagline I, for Pink I, Cadillac. No I, jokes and racism. <laughs> I do love some cringe. I think cringe is very funny. And seeing Clint Eastwood dressed up like a clown trying to arrest people is very funny. Seeing Clint Eastwood put on a goofy, like, jazz man voice is horrendous, not effective, very funny because it's Clint Eastwood and I like to see him fail. Yeah, same. That was so the best part of, of this movie for me was when he was in character being his person person repo man. Yeah, like when he's the radio Honest- station guy, just like, I can get you to hang out with Dolly Parton for a day and they believe him. Yeah, yeah. That was great. That yeah. was the best. If that like, was just the movie I, I, where it's just like a series of him doing that. Great movie. Yeah. But then the white supremacists show up and ruin everything. I'm surprised this didn't get the Oscar for Clint. <laughs> got no Oscar. This movie made no money. <laughs> it did. It made some. It made some money. Some? Um, what's the right. budget? Oh, it opened up against Last Crusade. Oh, that's not yeah, bad. The budget is $19 million and it grossed 12 um, it it grows thirty seven. It only um oh god yeah Yara you're right this fucking flopped yeah it flopped wholeheartedly yeah yeah um well, it feels like you know. one of those films that you feel dirty after watching um speaking of feeling dirty after watching thank you guys for listening please follow us on iTunes and Spotify Ooh. at Carried Away with Justin Allen we're on Twitter at Carried Away Pod Instagram Carried Away Pod email Carried Away Podcast at Gmail our title card was created by the one and only amazing um, short queen, Grace Aki. Um, follow them on Instagram at It's Grace Aki. This show is produced and edited by Elizabeth Eston, and they're doing a great job. Our theme Wee. song is I Choose You by the band Thanks. Thank you to the Broadway Podcast Network for having us on the platform and for not kicking us off for, you know, we all know why. Um, all right. Anything else we have left to say before we wrap this up? Oscar for Clint. Oscar for Clint. Oscar for Clint. Hashtag Oscar Has for Clint. Has Clint Eastwood no, won an Oscar? No. I have no idea. I yes. should have looked that up. Clint Eastwood. Oh, no, he's won four Academy Awards. Oh, that's yeah. It seems like he has. Yeah. Oh, Million Dollar Baby. Dumb. I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. Wait, that's as an actor or as a director? Both. He's been uh, nominated no, for 11 just... awards and has won four. So he won for Unforgiven, Best Picture and Best Director, and he won for Million Dollar Baby, Best Picture and Best Director. I forget that his last, like, really big hit was American Sniper. Like, that was a proper, proper, like, sizable hit. And I forget that he directed it sometimes. The film's garbage, but Hot it garbage. made a fuck ton of money. So much money. We'll see you next time on Carried Away. <laughs> Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now 
and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.